I understand like pissing on someone in anger, but not sexually. <laughs> to each their own. If you're not hurting anybody, do what you want. Uh, who am I to interfere with somebody's peccadillos? Um, but uh, at the same time, ew. Um, <laughs> anyways, speaking of ew, this is episode 89 of the Handsome Hockey Podcast here from lovely sunny today, although very dark now, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I like how we introduce this, this podcast mostly with weather because... Because We're everyone just, cares what the yeah. Portland weather reports. Well, like, you know, 90% of the people who listen to us are in Portland already, so they know. <laughs> Experiencing. <laughs> and like the other weather. 10% are like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> hey, you got to get that weather report out of the way. That's how that's how we draw people in. That We have a strong meteorologist contingent in our listenership. And so. Yeah, you know. we, got, we, we report on the weather and all sorts of strange cars that come past our house and make noise. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, my name is Jake. Across from me is your ev- angry manlet, Evan. Yeah, the I'm still upset by the fact that you're the angry manlet. Uh, you can you can take that rain from me if you no, want. No, it was absolutely given to you, like bequeathed no, to you by by the Twitter gods, bequeathed the gods, bequeathed to me. Yes. Well, I mean, I thought we were over sexual peccadillos, but here we are. Have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> the guy who edits the podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> I just randomly draw lines on on, on the editing software. I just, I just, just like, take crayons and yeah. color on my screen. Yeah. Uh, that's why I go through laptops so fast. Um, why isn't this erasing? I don't have a good transition to that. Yeah, we're just going to uh, jump right into the deep shit here. Yeah. Um, the proverbial second shoe has dropped in the unfortunate uh death of adam johnson in a hockey game in england unnamed person that everybody knows is the guy who sliced his neck with skates or a skate matt petgrave has been arrested in in connection with with the death if he had sliced him with skates instead of skate i don't think there would have been any question that that was like an attempted thing yeah, I mean, the one time I've seen video of someone actively attempting to cut someone else's face with a skate, they were on their back and, like, kicking up at their face with two feet. It was crazy. Oh, my God. Hopefully that was in Russia. It was, like, a recording from the live barn feed, and they were, like, contemplating going to the police with it or something. Yeah, banned for life. Yeah, a guy's, guy's never yeah. going to fucking play again. But he, like, it, it looks like... Should have most awkward fucking like scorpion move. Like (laughs) it's like when you see the people at the gym and they're doing that thing where they like lift their legs to like crunch their abs, but like Mm -hmm. not at all graceful. Yeah. It was more like those videos of the people you see like misusing a weight machine and like flailing about strangely. Like it was like, what the fuck are you doing dude i was at the gym earlier and there was somebody next to me who had really terrible form like i'm not a form guy like i I don't really know but like so when i can tell that somebody's form is just like horrible i'm like oh uh, bud clean it up here well it's like it's all over the place help me help me help you not injure yourself yeah you're you're going to hurt your back like just just stop 
Um, yeah, the uh, the if we didn't say this already, uh, the the unnamed person who has been arrested has been charged with manslaughter. Uh, um, they haven't been charged, or they're being held on. Being in, this is part of the investigation. Yeah, manslaughter. There have been no charges laid out yet. Uh, I've needed to. So you can get arrested when no charges have been pressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, just like you, like you can get drunk tanked and then they don't oh. actually charge you with anything. Yeah, but that's different from killing someone. Uh, not that really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, okay. They, they hold okay. you and they decide whether to file charges. It turns out that beer has probably killed way more people than ice hockey skates. So, uh, in like a day. <laughs> so, this is true. Yeah. Yes. Um, nevertheless, I mean, you understand the police need to do their due diligence. The video looked bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a cop who doesn't play hockey like, has some questions in this person that rightfully so. Yeah, probably needs to answer. I mean, some people point out that e- even if this was not any sort of intentional killing, it's probably a, a irresponsible play. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, And that can open up the the uh, uh, chance of being charged with manslaughter. And and I think that most people in hockey agree that that's not the correct response to this. Um, but there are probably people that think this guy needs to have his day in court. Hopefully it doesn't go to a charging phase. I think that that's sending the wrong message about this person and about the sport. Um, yeah, like in the time that we've been adjudicating this and fighting about it on social media and, and whatnot, uh, several other people have been cut by skate blades, including Caden Gooley tonight. Um, by notorious bad boy, Elias Lindholm. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, entirely hundred percent offense forward who doesn't know how to really like hit a fly. Yeah. It just gets tripped up and his skate blade goes into Gooley's face. It looks like, the fact that he was wearing a um, half shield, a half shield makes all the difference in that, that scenario. Uh, but it, that's what we're probably looking at with many of these leagues is we're going to do what we did with young players and half shields with neck guards. And, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody that doesn't have them now is sort of grandfathered. And then a- anybody coming into the league afterwards will have to wear one like they do in juniors, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy that, that UK police have taken this step, even if it's investigative, just because it, it creates, uh, an air to the situation that shouldn't, shouldn't happen. And I think like, you know, if this happened in Canada, the police probably would have like interviewed people at the rink and concluded their investigation that night, uh, that it happened in a country that is not familiar with hockey um i think makes this a little bit more of a predictable consequence yeah i think we saw that with the the todd bertuzzi incident there was a lot of talk about that being uh put before a a judge and jury because of the viciousness of it and ultimately that didn't happen Mm -hmm. um obviously bertuzzi served his sentence and played for like eight more years or something like his that. His sentence of being Todd Bertuzzi for life. 
which sounds like a bummer. Um, <laughs> like, like, I, I would not that, want that. That, uh, that, that life sentence uh, sounds, sounds a bit rough. Like when the entire country of Canada hears you might move back because uh, Joe Biden might win and they go, no, 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 no. You're fine there. Just, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think, uh, this, this is a, a good step for that we've seen, uh, or for the league and for hockey in general to have that kind of protection. Obviously you're never going to eradicate this sort of thing from the game. It's always going to happen, but you can wear equipment that, you know, mightily lowers the risk of a severe bodily injury. Cause I mean, you, you think of the parts of a body that are exposed and it's the wrists and neck, which are both, you know, turns out main uh, main avenues for blood in the body. And so we saw it with Evander Kane last year where he missed considerable time after his wrist was deeply cut mm-hmm. on accident. You know, it's almost always an accident, um, at least especially in, you know, professional hockey, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at any professional level. I'm sure we see some fucking buffoons in lower level hockey who are, you know, just that fucking stupid and <laughs> think that it's okay to use their skates as a weapon. Like they really idolize uh, happy Gilmore or some shit. I don't know. Right. The only way to completely get rid of this risk is to like play roller hockey. Yeah. Um, and that's not happening for any of these players anytime soon. And so by Mars blades, I'm a little bit surprised at the uh, pleasantly surprised at the swiftness, which with uh, swiftness with which the neck guards have come into play. Also, one thing that factors into it is like Adam Johnson was a good friend to a lot of current NHLers and um, I think was regarded as someone in the greater sort of NHL pool of people even though he played in it for a relatively short time. Um, And so I think that's reinforced to NHL players like, oh, this could happen to me. And so it seems like a lot of players that have kids have referred to their families and being like, hey, this is the reason that I'm doing this. Um, Michael Russo interviewed Scott Perunovich wearing a net guard. Uh, He's a, a player for the Blues. And he just... You know, had had a fairly boilerplate quote to say, but then ended it with, yeah, I just miss my buddy. Yeah. And that, I think, is the thing that needs to be underscored in all of this. Um, even though battle lines have been drawn with relation to the incident, like we need to centralize the victim, the victim's friends, and, you know, honor Adam. His team honored him, but also gave a standing ovation in the honor of Matt Petgrave, the man that was arrested. I think that shows you where the league and its fans and players stand on what happened and what went down. It would be pretty crazy if the police were to come to some opposite conclusion, especially based on grainy video from outer space. 
I get that they need to investigate, but I have a hard time believing that there will be any charges filed in this. Charges being filed, maybe not, but lawsuits are definitely happening uh, once more in the land of Chicago. So the Connor Bedards have been sued by Black Ace Number 1, who was featured in the prominently in the Jenner and Block report that was released around the Kyle Beach sexual assault and harassment scandal. Black Ace Number 1, we don't know their identity, but they have a similar a similar professional trajectory to Kyle Beach and were on the that team of Black Aces at the time of Brad Aldrich's heinous crimes. They've sued the Chicago hockey team civilly. One would probably expect this to get settled at some level. But yeah, it's important to remember that Brad Aldrich didn't have just one victim. Kyle Beach was just the first courageous person to step forward. There were several other people outlined in the Jenner and Block report, and um, Black Ace number one, I believe, was the person that was chased around with homophobic slurs in practice. From the article I read, that he was definitely, and that was by his teammates who were calling him that because they knew what Aldrich had done. Yeah, and that I mean, that's one of the things that really makes this thing worse and worse. It's like, these were professional hockey players being kind of done in by their coaches and teammates like that that's some of whom are still in the league sure or are maybe you know trying to get a contract right now uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to that later going from sexual assault to just regular assault the whl swift current broncos have suspended their 36 year old head coach um like anytime someone's like our age committing heinous acts in hockey i'm just like well we could fucking do better by just not doing that yeah like all you had to do was not slash the fuck out of one of your own players in practice yeah and he, you still have a job he reportedly broke a stick over a player like oops uh just absolutely insane yeah it takes uh, as somebody who has never broken a stick over uh, another player despite trying <laughs> It takes a lot to yeah. break a stick over a human being, like a lot. And so this was definitely an act that had a lot of rage and uh, malice behind it. And it seems so, like it seems like something out of the uh, the Don Cherry movie where Jared Kiso plays Don Cherry and like his coaches are just like hitting him and abusing him. And it's like, this, ha this should happen in the 19 fucking like forties. You know, yeah. we don't need to be slashing players in practice in 2023. My God. Speaking of things that don't need to be done in 2023, the marketing of the PWHL, the is... professional women's hockey league for the uninitiated, the formerly known as PWHPA and, um, nwhl and or phl uh, and phf well the complete lack of vision and business etiquette or no business uh professionalism that is coming out of the pwhpa or pwhpa pwhl is alarming and really sad yeah it, it's like they are trying to market one of those masterclass videos that you see on social media except it's a masterclass video in how not to market something <laughs> the ones where it's like gordon ramsay saying yeah. don't cut your fingers while you're chopping food and it's like <laughs> 
Thanks, Gordon Ramsay. I'm glad I paid $17.50 for this video. <laughs> They've gone through all of the marketing steps that you should never make. Yeah. Um, Step one, piss off your entire market and any sort of stakeholder. <laughs> Step two, make yourself look like the bad guy by destroying a functioning league. Yeah, and just nuking its IP into the ether. And also, like, we'll get back to this, having several awesome brand awesomely branded franchises and then well we'll get to number six later but yeah. uh, uh number three uh release little to no information for several months uh which in effect you know kills any momentum you have four is make it obvious that you don't have things together no shit i know they're like building something on the fly they're trying to create something out of nothing despite the fact that they had something yeah i mean they're creating something out of the ashes of something else it's not nothing like they they nuked this thing that they could have repurposed we could have had the connecticut whale instead we've got shit ass jerseys that are the exact same jersey for every team in the league with the difference being colors. Yeah, and I guess maybe the most heinous part to me is they are really hitting people up for money, for for tickets, without telling people where these teams are playing. Like, the New York team may play as far away from New York as Connecticut. Um, where they used to have a team! Right. Nobody knows where I think the Boston team is playing yet. It's crazy. Like you you don't know how easy it is to get to a game, so why would you ever pay for tickets? That just seems like some wish casting GoFundMe bullshit to me. From a league that was at least pretending to be more professional than the PHF when they they bought them and and ended them they are not seeming to have any semblance of really competence from the outside I was like these jerseys how many times have you seen a beer league jersey get made in a couple of weeks by one person you know one person without deep pockets yeah like i think the possibility what is fucking the PWHL up? Is they're like trying to make everybody happy at once, and which is a weird tactic to take after the way that they um, a corporate takeovered another. League. They alienated the fan base of an entire league. Yeah. Also, for me personally, the lackluster level of these jerseys makes the logo even worse. Like it does. Like the, <laughs> they, they came up with a logo that yeah, it looks like Westworld, but it okay, fine. What hockey team? What hockey league has an awesome logo? <laughs> I don't know. The NHL Shield is pretty good. Yeah, just to see that they've essentially gone to like they look like high school jerseys or like bad high school like jerseys. Really bad. Like they, it legitimately looks like uh, they told AI to make bad hockey jerseys. Mm-hmm. They are all We're the still- exact same jersey with just different colors, all with like. Like there's something traditional and historic about the the sash, like the Rangers have on their jerseys. Uh-huh. These all attempt to do this in like some kitschy ass terrible font. There are more original jerseys available at like 
stock jersey websites that you, send you shit from China. You can get a better hockey jersey at a Build-A-Bear than these <laughs> fucking hockey jerseys. They're embarrassing. The Montreal jersey looks legitimately like they stole it from Colorado. Also, can we have some recipes for chickpea pasta? <laughs> Soroya Tinker just saw the jerseys and was like, nah, I'm out. Peace, bitches. <laughs> Deuces. Um, but yes, in real world uh soraya tinker has announced her decision to step away from professional hockey this coming on i think the eve of training camp i mean she's leaving on top right she won the or no she's not leaving on top. she won yeah toronto didn't win two years ago toronto won she's leaving on top uh she's won a, an isabel cup she had a great ncaa career and she became a, a voice of the people in some ways around racial issues in hockey so she's going to move on to big things no there's no doubt about that. Soraya Tinker has also been the uh, executive director of uh, Black Girl Hockey Club Canada, oh, which nice. is awesome. So th- there's definitely a career ahead for Soraya Tinker. It's kind of a bummer that it won't be in hockey uh, because she was a lot of fun to watch. She was an excellent defender. And so there's uh, an opportunity there for her to have continued her career uh, that but they have different plans and different designs and uh, this is uh, you know hopefully uh, the start of something awesome for Soraya Tinker so shifting over from some embarrassment in the women's game to some embarrassment in the men's game the San Jose Sharks are historically bad I'm sorry for all of our listeners that are San Jose Sharks fans but your bill for all of those seasons of being really good is currently being paid and it, it has come due and uh, it it will be paid in eight million dollar plus installments to logan couture and <laughs> thomas hurdle and seven million dollar installments to mark edward vlasic for a number of years yeah it's like biden can't cancel those student loans um it they They've looked just hilariously bad on the ice and reportedly their GM had a meeting with the team and was like, yo, like, yeah, we're, we're bad and we're tanking, but not, not like this guys. Like you can't, you can't be this horrible. And to their credit, they responded by beating the flyers and making John Tortorella look like a hissing snake. I don't think the Sharks had anything to do with that. I think that's just a common look for Torts. <laughs> San Jose is so bad that when they played and beat the Oilers the night or two nights after beating the Flyers, shit really hit the fan. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Oilers coaches like knew the gig was up when they lost to San Jose. Um, if you look at any sort of plot of possession or defense, like... Mark Edward Vlasic is just getting caved in everywhere on on any available defensive metric. He's just out there by himself on an island as the worst. And it's it's very sad because it's the Jonathan Erickson Memorial Award. Yeah, I mean, he was a good defensive player. They just decided to give him a long term contract at his apex right before he had a very precipitous fall. Yeah, the the fall for Vlasic was like immediate and 
it makes me as an old guy feel that like well everybody <laughs> called it too they were like yeah. vlasic's looking bad he's looking bad his numbers are tanking and like they went and paid him like a, a number two defenseman like that, that's why you never pay for past performance mm-hmm. you pay for expected future performance correct um, and um expected future performance of the sharks will be bad uh maybe not historically bad as we alluded to they did get a win uh just before they were about to break some ref- records for being historically bad the the fish is such so bad in san jose that carter hart left that game with food poisoning <laughs> they, there's a uh meme somewhere about the fish are friends not food from <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh from finding nemo um Further north, however, uh, the more surprising uh, story comes out of Alberta, um, where Calgary may be the flames, but the Oilers are on fire. Yeah, and I, like, congrats to Calgary that your shitty season is being overshadowed by a oil fire worthy of a mark Wahlberg movie the other team in alberta is doing you the real battle for alberta this year is for draft picks (laughs) yeah oh boy um shall we start with a, a a history of this oil rig explosion uh yes i i think it starts with a player that i actually really enjoy Mm -hmm. jack campbell got waived nobody picked him up obviously his contract would be an albatross for any team uh, and then he immediately gave up a horrific goal in the AHL. Right. Where it just like rolled past him as he watched it. <laughs> and like, you get the sense that like this kid is so in his head that he was doing it was like the mathematics woman meme when this puck is just rolling past him. I'm really glad that he is making $25 million for his time. In, yeah. Because his career's his career's done. Yeah, but at least like, he can be the Andrew Ladd of AHL goalies. Oh, yeah. Like, somewhere there is uh, an organization that is going to be really quick to meet the cap floor and pick up his contract. So he's in California. Why would you Why would you ever go back to... Yeah. <laughs> if, you can make, if you can make bank in... He made the mistake <laughs> of leaving the Kings, so he was like, I got to get back there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, what if this was his idea? He was like, no, yeah. no, you should waive me. Just Jack, and I'll go down to Bakersfield. What a punishment! J- Jack Campbell, he's tanking harder than, than <laughs> San Jose. San Jose is like looking at him and just like golf clapping, like <laughs> respect, bro. So as then we just mentioned, the Oilers lose to the league laughingstock San Jose Sharks. This was after. Uh, George Lorac, who was a Hall of Fame caliber player for the Oilers, side note, he should be in the Hall of Fame if he isn't already. He guaranteed the Oilers win against the Sharks and bet everyone Haitian food, which, I mean, if you're going to like put out a giant bet to a ton of people, that's how you do it. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to bet a huge group of people like a very personal gift that I can don't ever actually have to deliver on. Big oopsies. Uh, I have emailed George Lorac asking for my Haitian food. Yeah. Um, like, Let's get in on that. I think there's a Haitian food cart. Yeah, no, there's a Haitian food. Uh, no, it's right no. next to the Florida room. Haitian, yes. And apparently it's amazing. The problem is it's. No, oh, it's it's on Williams. It's down by where Grains of Wrath. 
used to be. Did it move? I don't know. No, there's a Jamaican uh, restaurant right next to. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Fuck. I'm just like flipping races here. Your, your <laughs> races in, in islands, Caribbean well, islands are all It's all, all like over the place. food I want to try, yeah. but I can't because that place is only open from 328 to 522. I've heard on the place Mondays, on Thursdays is and great. And the place on MLK is good. Oh, I've heard the place in Kingsworth is good, but maybe not. I don't know. So I think my favorite thing in all of this is calling your own shot, calling your own shot. When, when Jay Woodcroft and his assistant, uh, it was Dave Manson, Dave Manson are leaving the ice after losing to the sharks. Is it Manson that turns to Woodcroft or Woodcroft that turns to Manson? I don't remember. I don't remember, but one of them turns to the other and says, well, this has got to be it. Right. <laughs> and then the other one responds. Yep. And, uh, well, they were right. They were both fired. Uh, the Oilers quickly pivoted to Chris Knobloch, who had uh, was head coach most recently for the Hartford Wolf Pack in the AHL. Uh, also coached Connor McDavid while Connor McDavid was in Erie in juniors. And they brought Paul Coffey out of the, uh, the office. Uh, he had been like a special assistant to the team for quite some time. And mm-hmm. so now he's... On the bench, uh, I would guess uh, he doesn't really need to coach the power play, but he's there if they need him. (laughs) McDavid has kind of been miscast in all of this as like maybe pulling strings behind the scenes when you know damn right all of this is being done by Ken Holland to save his ass. Reportedly, McDavid is um, angry. He may, may or not be showing one emotion at the moment. Um he can only do one at a time. Yeah, he might have like pushed over a plastic salt shaker. That fiend. <laughs> this is only going to stay funny if the Oilers don't go on like a 26 game unbeaten streak and just start plowing through people. Right, when you have the two greatest players in the planet, you should probably do that. And Don Lashuskin of The Athletic the longest running bit we have has maybe the best headline around this, which is did the Oilers fire the wrong guy? (laughs) Uh, He's got a bunch of really good analysis saying like, Hey, Jay Woodcroft had the non Connor McDavid portions of the Oilers firing at a, at the best they have ever done while Connor McDavid has been part of the Oilers. They just have not been, the goals just haven't been going in. They're just shooting all time cold. And, uh, but like their, their actual possession numbers are good and sound something like, like 58. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it does beg the argument in response that like last year, the Oilers were an all time lucky team on a PDO heater. And we're expected by some of the really, really smart analysts out there to regress this season while a whole lot of people were having them in cup contention. Now, regress this much? Probably like having nine points in your first 15 games regression? Probably not. But there was definitely room for that regression. And in a lot of respects, the West got better in in some areas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's uh, something that is a, an under 
researched part in all of this is yeah the like, even anaheim's kind of fun Anaheim. i mean they're worth talking about in the same breath as the canucks as like a, a surprising team that is managing to actually look like a sustainable you know winning team eventually i think you know they're they're definitely a young team so there's a lot riding there but sure you know they're they're i think currently outside of the playoffs but not by much yeah um, i mean it gives you so like like that's cool that's awesome some call that the anaheim position they're getting some re- <laughs> they're getting some really good goaltending uh john gibson looked really bad to start the year but has actually looked pretty solid mm-hmm. the last couple of times out lucas dostal has looked really solid and my boy pavel minchikov maybe we talked about this last week we, too yeah we did yeah yeah uh I, well it's sustainable right. enough that it has um it followed us two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, this Connor Bedard guy. I don't know if you've heard, but he's been looking pretty good. Um, he's on pace for 57 goals right now, which would put him second in all-time rookie scoring behind Timo Solani's insane 76 goals. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that will never that be. Is, that is an unassailable record, I have to say. Like, it's just nuts. If Connor McDavid didn't get that record, no one else will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, speaking of records, uh, Patrick Kane is going to try and break the record for players to successfully come back from a hip resurfacing, which is at zero. <laughs> uh, the notoriously uh, douchey hockey player is uh, courting courting suitors uh, as if he were a a handing out roses on The Bachelor. Um, yeah reportedly eight teams are after his old ass yeah and all of them uh shouldn't (laughs) uh specifically to jake's uh one team shouldn't yeah steve eiserman's not gonna let me down like that (laughs) i don't think he will he's not gonna hurt me that way there's something to be said for pairing him with debrinket because he did have his best season with Debrinket and Debrinket had I think his best season with him when he could still skate yeah that was like seven years ago that was no it was like four it was like peak late era Patrick Kane which was like 2015 2016 2017 I don't know yeah it was like it's longer ago than you'd think yeah uh so, to that end, uh, Evan Evan had some fun while eating his dinner, his mm-hmm. dindin today, uh, and created uh, some bachelor or dating game related names for Mister Patrick Kane. Yeah. So uh, we have Golden Winger, too hip to handle. I, I there's a show called Too Hot to Handle. I sure. I, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm guessing our significant authors have both watched it. <laughs> Everyone knows the reference to uh, 60 game fiance. Uh, Defense is blind, uh, which is actually also a show for this season's Oilers. Uh, <laughs> Douchebag in paradise. I, I, you know what? I yeah. didn't even see that one before I made uh, the douchebag conference uh, yeah. comment earlier. Uh, but reportedly, the Panthers are interested. Uh, you know, they're that's what begat that name. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, the the Panthers are probably a good example of a team that like should kick the tires on a Patrick Kane. Like, hey, we kind of are everybody's good, but hurt, also and we kind of okay. suck. Like, uh, same with Toronto. Um, so that would be signed at first sight. 
um, because Toronto needs help bad. They are so bad. And uh, personally, I love it. I'm here for it. And I kind of think that if Toronto signs Patrick Kane, they'll just get worse. So, no. And finally, the fuckboy Islanders, um, <laughs> which uh, would be the Islanders. I don't even know if they're it. interested in him, but like... Not at all. FBoy Island. Like, that's just... That's any landmass that Patrick Kane is on. Yeah, uh, with like... Uh, an armada of douche bros that he has collected <laughs> during his years. Yeah. Like, his, his entourage. They're still popping their collars. Like that's, <laughs> uh, they're, they're hoping it comes back at some point so they could, they can just say that they were always there. You know, who always has been there really, who always has been Fucking there everywhere too. <laughs> Yarmur Yager, uh, uh, the blessed one. Yeah. He unretired himself in the Czech league again. And, he's he's doing okay (laughs) what he's 50 he's he's fine yeah he he's still a a, a, like a shockingly adroit hockey player even at his his extended age for a professional athlete um that we're bringing up yager one because we want to like let's be honest Uh, we'll take any excuse Uh, to bring up yager uh but two uh so yarmir yager's 68 was retired by the penguins and uh, fittingly so, uh, he played there for, I think, 11 years and was part of two cup teams, was fucking awesome. Uh, like, kind of like the other, like the better mullet, but slightly <laughs> less of a hockey player than Mario Lemieux. Like, and just slightly. Like, let's yeah, get that right. right. Like, Yager is... The Robin to Batman. Yeah. Uh, but, like, only if Batman was, or if Robin was really awesome. Okay, maybe more like Batman to Superman. Yeah, but if you're so if, you, if you're so just he's Superman, leading, then Mario would be Superman. Batman's a far superior superhero to than Superman. <sighs> okay, you're talking in like terms of story. I'm talking in terms of like powers. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, there is the whole thing that like with Batman, you're rooting for like a trust fund baby, but um, right. uh, but he's a trust fund baby who kicks a lot of ass. Um, I mean that that's yeah a lot of hockey players. Uh, rumor is it that uh, 17 other teams in the NHL are preparing to retire Yarmir Yager's number, even teams he didn't play for. They're just um, tired of people taking that number. Yeah, specifically <laughs> because like their grandpa told them how good Yarmir Yager was back in his day. <laughs> I mean, I just I took 68 because I have a big ass and can't skate. So, it, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Going from hockey's most glorious mullet to mullet arena uh last week layla edwards became the first black woman to ever play for the u.s women's national ice hockey team uh this is a huge moment they're playing in the rivalry series uh against canada is happening over the next week and a half or so you know maybe a week by the time i get this edited who knows um but it's it's this humongous moment in hockey for a, a black woman to finally make their debut with the U S women's national team. Obviously that hasn't a problem, been a problem in Canada with Sarah nurse and Blake Bolden well before her. Um, but in this case, it's just really shitty that it's taken so long. Like it, yeah, for it's sure. shocking, honestly, that I read this story and it was like, wait, what just now? What's not shocking is the fact that it's Layla Edwards breaking this barrier. Um, 
because she has all of the trappings of a next United States hockey phenom. Um, if, if we're talking about maybe a national team replacement for Megan Duggan, Layla Edwards is 6'1 and 19 years old. She played in the line with Abby Rock and, and Britta Curl. She looks like a star. I'm just going to put that out there. This is the first time that I've heard of her. And then I did Leap Prospects Dive and read the story and, and watched some highlights. And like, this is the next up and coming star for the United States women's team. Yeah. Won a national championship with Wisconsin last year. I think had like 27 points in 41 games as a freshman, <laughs> like yeah. on a powerhouse women's hockey team. Like freshmen aren't supposed to have that many points for a team that's as good as Wisconsin. And then I think has like almost 20 points in like 12 games or something like that this season. So clearly has you know, moved up in the, the food chain at Wisconsin. And, you know, since since Michigan doesn't have a, a women's team uh, or a division, a div one women's team. Hey, you know, on Wisconsin, right? Well, I mean, you wouldn't like to know that she's from ohio yeah but eschewed what is also a good <laughs> women's program in ohio state so that's true that's true wow that's actually who like they, her already that's who they beat in the national title game last year so beat down her home state team that's great and she also went to she played high school in new york so oh like, she's from ohio but she's like you know, not of that, ohio fuck that place <laughs> just like everybody who's smart uh you know who else says fuck this place is nikita zadorov he reportedly once out of calgary Nikita Nikita Zadorov, who we love for his outspoken nature, his um, anti-Putin stances, and the fact that he told the whole world about Nathan McKinnon's love of chickpea pasta. And, like, he's a murderous guy. <laughs> he's a great player. Yeah. I, like, he's a not... A lot of fun to watch. He's not a perfect player. Um, he's a good example of a modern physical defenseman because he can skate... And he can severely fuck you up because he's huge. Yeah, Yeah, he's gigantic. His issue is that he's not real great with a puck. Yeah. And, you know, you're that far away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Who would would be? Um, It's hard to see it through the atmosphere at that height. It's it's also hard to suppose who might be first off the sinking ship of Calgary. Like, you get the sense that he might be the first one traded, but... It won't be until the deadline when defensive defensemen get moved. There was there were rumors that he was like they were already had a deal with Toronto and then that kind of uh, simmered down uh, earlier. Yeah, I mean, uh, like New Jersey, the the New Jersey fan base is like clamoring for him we're like we we need some grit yeah <laughs> we need a big dude that's in skate we need somebody who can like protect jack uh jack hughes from himself yeah <laughs> it's, i mean only Zikita, nikita zadorov could protect jack hughes from the boards, boards. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a tire fire or a tire fire sale fire sale well and a tire fire in calgary yeah what, this what year. kind of flame is calgary i mean maybe that's the difference it's like when they're doing well they're like a nicely ventilated campfire and like you know now they're like wet logs covered in moss yeah and you're like well the moss is smoking that's nice <laughs> i mean i guess like the analogy doesn't really hold up because like the better a fire is burning the less smoky it is i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but calgary is fucked up they're bad <laughs> uh and we're gonna see probably noah hannafin probably chris tanev uh elias lindholm get traded at some point in this year 
And then they're just going to like take Jonathan Huberdeau and go drown him in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to they're going to be like, "Well, you can retire or you can go hang out with Gary." You remember that boat party we had a year ago when you signed that giant extension? Yeah. You were going to have another one of those, buddy. Go do it again. <laughs> Get on a boat. What's the name of the boat? Titanic. <laughs> What's the name of the boat? This piece of shit will sink. <laughs> This boat's called the SS Assassination. <laughs> Careers that were on boats. The Canes have announced that in February they're going to wear their whalers throwbacks, which is one of the best throwbacks there is, but also is like a stick in the eye to New England. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like it kind of feels like having a beautiful bug in, behind glass, like pinned to something. Like, oh hey, we we own this intellectual yeah. property. Uh, suck on that, yeah. motherfuckers who want to see this jersey. Yeah, that was a, a, one of the reasons why the Connecticut whale was so fun was because it was like a blatant middle finger to that, but also I would say were, more like nice quotation. Yeah, and use of a beautiful color scheme. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. Speaking of fish out of water, uh, L.A. is going to play two preseason games in Quebec City this year uh, or next year uh, before the 2024 season kicks off. Uh, Rumor has it the Habs offered to play in Quebec City for free, uh, but the city decided to pay the Kings to come instead. Which is so funny. It's great. I mean, it's because Quebec City is, you know, the seat of royalty. So they're like, well, we have to, we must bring the, the wah. what, Patrick Wah? No, the, the wah, the other wah. Derek Roy? No, the, the LA Kings. <laughs> Le Royal. <laughs> Le Royal with cheese. Le Vraiment Royal. <laughs> yeah, it, very funny that uh, it, it's kind of like having a band and be in like, you want to play your uncle's like, I don't know kids bar mitzvah or something and he's like nah actually i'm i'm bringing in cheap trick (laughs) Uh, a not so cheap trick um (laughs) i mean five five million dollars for an nhl team to play that seems low i don't know for a preseason game yeah yeah i don't know interesting like if you were gonna have you know like one of those like Sweet 16 shows and yeah. daddy's going to get you anything you want. And you're like, I want my own NHL game. Yeah. Well, I mean, Michigan paid less than that to lose to Appalachian States. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, I fucking, I love, love it when there's like an upset in college football yeah. from a team that is getting paid. It's not great when you're there. And no, also it's not. an alumnus of the school. <laughs> sure. But like. Yeah, I mean, if we if, if you go to Pruder film that shit, like actually the Appalachian, Appalachian State team was like stacked. Oh, they were very good. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's why when Stanford beat uh, Southern Cal later in the year, that was considered a bigger upset because <laughs> Appalachian State was probably better than Stanford. Staying with Big Ten alumni, uh, Kyle Ocposo, who played at the University of uh, Minnesota, was honored. Uh, for skating in his thousandth game in uh, in Buffalo, like it's kind of crazy to think that he's I think it's been, a thousand overall. I don't think he's been in Buffalo that long, has he? I think he's been in Buffalo his whole career. No, he was an Islander. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's all blue. It's the same fucking team. It's all blue in a New York. 
It's his 470th game as a as a, mm. a Buffalo Saber. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's play with it. I just said thousandth game. I didn't say as an Islander. What he needs to do is complete the Pat Lafontaine trio and sign like a one day deal with the Rangers just to <laughs> be like just to ruin that that piece of stat for for Pat Lafontaine. That would be very funny. Unfortunately, in that game, Tage Thompson was hurt in an inadvertent collision with Charlie McAvoy. Their feet got tied up in an awkward way. Apparently, he's looking to miss some significant time. That sucks. Everyone's rooting for Tage Thompson to heal fast and be a super exciting player that he's been the last year and change. Unless I play against him in fantasy. In the next yeah, I mean, weeks. hopefully he stays injured until Jake plays him and then... then he can come back and have a great season (laughs) uh speaking of problems with significant time uh three on three overtime has been a staple of the nhl for the last few seasons but it is getting looked at because it's been kind of metagamed into this unwatchable stupid thing where uh everybody's just pulling for the perfect chance and they're just overpossessing the puck. It's kind of strange. I mean, it it looks like roller hockey. Roller hockey players don't mind it, I think, as much. Uh, but it's not great for the traditional hockey fan. I think that's the the lay of the land. I mean, I guess in some semblance, I am a traditional hockey fan, <laughs> and just because I've been watching it and playing it for so long, uh, it's kind of boring. Well, it's been it's boring because it's been sort of like meta gamed yeah. into this. Oh, it was wild when it first came out. You're like, holy shit. Well, and if like what teams are doing is trying to avoid the wildness, like it, it, it's trying to impose control over this. Well, like you can't impose control at four on four or five on five. There's too much randomness going on. Mm. Uh, so, like at three on three, you can really sort of overpossess and like take your best shot but then when the play devolves it's bedlam if like if you get into three on three and it's just rushes i mean that's you know that's what we want (laughs) like how many how many amazing highlights from the last couple of years of three on three have resulted in that like a few but not nearly enough not nearly the the expectation and so yeah it's kind of been revealed that Players and coaches are playing this just too close to the chest. We're open to something new as well. Like, you know, I don't know, three points for a win. Um, (laughs) Just going to 10 minutes of overtime instead of five would make a difference. That would be less shootouts, you know, more games decided by actual goals at even strength. Some of the other more extreme answers include like a shot clock, which I think nobody really wants. I don't those even poor want ref- like if if you institute a shot clock like those poor refs yeah i i don't even want one in basketball i want basketball <laughs> games to end like four to twelve <laughs> i love it that's fun and like the other one is uh no take backsies into your own zone which that's easier to call i don't know like you make it your defensive zone or half court but you can't really penalize teams for like cycling out of the offensive zone can you like that's kind of or make it like a roving blue line so like once you cross the blue line the red line becomes offsides 
or becomes out of the zone so you can stay like the zone becomes bigger Hmm, that's interesting thank you pdx ball hockey oh yeah is that a is that a ball hockey rule well yeah because the court's so small at pdx ball hockey you have to extend the Uh, i mean that makes sense and like you know that's the kind of innovation that would actually work it's like something that has a demonstrated concept in in another sport uh speaking of another sport politics uh (laughs) no uh the the vegas golden knights uh winner of last year's stanley cup uh, visited the white house recently joined by riley smith who has since been traded to pittsburgh the team gave joe biden a giant golden hockey stick reportedly hunter is very excited to do some coke off of it um but yeah vegas is hugely deserving of this they've literally they've been in first place in their respective division for 45 percent of the time since they've en- entered the league that's stupid that's that is stupid, stupid. <clears throat> and that, like that's like montreal in the 30s there will be hell to pay like this team oh, yeah in several years when they age out they will age out hard <laughs> unless they continue to be the uh, incredibly shrewd player mover that they've been over the past couple of years with zero empathy for anyone, but always seemingly doing pretty smart things. I don't know. It's Vegas has the look of modern dynasty. Uh, Speaking of smart things, it's probably time for us to end this shit. (laughs) It is past our bedtime. I am yawning and it's not even 10 o'clock yet. And my legs hurt. God damn. I'm old. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we texted this weekend. We're like, we should probably record before the holiday. Otherwise, it's going to be a month before we do this again. <laughs> yeah, we've entered the part of the season where um, everyone just wants to circle back after the holidays. <laughs> As a professional, that's a very handy excuse to use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't we uh, circle back to this thing that was due six months ago after mm, the holidays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just let's table that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I've just uh, been noodling about it behind the scenes. And yeah, we're just going to back burner that. Or we're just we're just gonna wait for the end of times. It's soon. Or you know what? You know, like just pretend that you don't know me, Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pretend that you know us, we are all of the internet at handsomehockey.com, handsome hockey podcast on Instagram, handsome hockey on threads, at handsome hockey on X. Gonna give it to you. Or handsomehockeypod at gmail.com. We also has a have a Facebook page and a YouTube that I need to update. I mean, if you want, you'll you know, get to it when you get to it. These people don't deserve this from you. You know what? Our You're list- a man with a job. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners deserve the best, Jacob. Wait, they do? Yes. What they... have we been doing all this time? <laughs> Not giving them that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day. Uh, maybe one day anyways thanks everybody for listening if you're out there uh have a happy uh thanksgiving or a happy uh colonial oppression day either way enjoy the couple of days of work what if you just celebrate black friday like is that awful as a as a super capitalist thing nothing has been more capitalist than like (laughs) And but honestly, I think more people celebrate Black Friday than do any of the like major religious holidays in this country. Excuse me, I am a Toyota thon. Toyota thons year round, man. You, <laughs> you buy a Toyota, you just like live in large. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you never need to replace that head gasket. Yeah, you got a Prius for life. A Subaru guys, on the other hand, <laughs> those who don't buy the super optimum Prius uh, uh, Subaru. Uh, do just fine. <laughs> uh, no, all Subaru head gaskets. Ah, wow. Come, come do like playoff bills. <laughs>
Well, with that, thanks everybody for hanging with us. We'll talk to you soon and stay handsome, everybody. Restez beau, tout le monde.